The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It's eight minutes after eight, and um, as promised this morning, speaking to a very, very, very inspirational person. And she's one of our own, and, and, and that's what we proudly claim here at the SABC. She's a colleague, she's a friend, she's a talk show host, she's a journalist in both radio and television, by the way. And yes, she does all these things in spite of the fact that she has no sight. And joining us in the studio this morning for the Forum at 8, our very own multi-talented Rulani Baloy. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you for inviting me, Sakima. You know, that there, there aren't too many people who I am in awe of, but you are one of those people. And, 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 and clearly, I'm not the only one, because this morning when we started talking, at the first mention that Rulani Baloy will be our guest this morning, an SMS came in immediately from Maswabi in Bloemfontein. And Maswabi says, how does Rulani uh, take the challenge of touchscreen tablets? Is she married yet? And if no, I am available. So the marriage proposals have started streaming in, Roland. They always come. (laughs) (laughs) So it's something that you're used to. I'm used to, you know, it's so so humbling to be admired by the opposite sex. Because if people didn't admire you, it would mean something's not right with you. <laughs> and I'm, I'm grateful for the, uh, for the marriage proposal. You know? oh. And yeah, that's what it is. And talking about touchscreen stuff and computers, those things are very easy to use. You just need to know where what is. And voila, you can tweet, you can write stories you can do everything you, the most important thing is not to see what you're doing is to know what you're doing well rulani you know we, we've actually fast forwarded because I, I i just needed to acknowledge uh maswabi's uh mm-hmm. sms because it came through so early but you know just going back taking a step back and um you know watching you do all the things you do but you know your journey obviously started somewhere and elam in Limpopo provinces where you hail from. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Ilim in Limpopo. Yeah, I grew up there and I was born at the Ilim Hospital. And um, my mom, my late mom told me that three days after I was born, she and the whole family were told by the doctors that I would never be able to have full sight because my right eye has never opened in its whole life. <laughs> and I I had short sight in my left eye. So the doctors, there was this Swiss doctor, uh, Dr. Suta. I hear now she's 96. She's back in Switzerland. She told them then that she knew a school in Polokwane where when I was five or six, they would take me there. She told them, no, all hope is not lost. This child will grow up to be the best that she can be will take her to a school for blind children because if we allow her to go study with the other children in, in a normal school she's going to lose her side and she she's going to struggle to catch up so my journey started there and at home because you know when you can see you think you like everybody but then all the other children would wake up in the morning and go to school and I was told I'm going to be taken to a school far away and I couldn't understand. I was never told I couldn't see, except the children in the street would occasionally laugh. How come? What's wrong with your one eye? And 
it just didn't make sense to me because in the home it wasn't mentioned. I was just a normal child getting into trouble, doing normal things. Then I was taken to school at when I was four and a half years old. My grand my late grandfather kept on reminding me mm-hmm. and telling everybody I was always the granddaughter who was taken to school at a four and a half years old who's made it and yeah, that's what it was. And I got to school then people start asking me how far is your side? I'm like, what? What's going on? Why is everybody interested with how much? I'm like, after a few days, then I realized it means this is a school for people who can't see. And we're taught to read and write in Braille, no pen and paper in our classes, but mm-hmm. the teachers could see. So this is where it all started, being in a family where they were able to listen to experts at the time to say, this child can have the same life as everybody if you allow us to help you take her to a school where she'll be able to do what other children do. So when it comes to your memory of, you know, sight and things that you have seen, what is that lasting memory? It's everything that I saw. I mean, what Ilem was like then. I remember all the mountains, all the blue gum trees around Ilem, I remember what my mom looked like. I remember what everybody that I saw before looked like. Colors as well. And when you speak of red, I know what you're talking about. Because I lost my sight when I was mid-high school. So it's, it's, it's actually everything that I've seen before is all in memory. So when you're talking colors, I know what you're talking about. Hmm. And... um you know, how, how difficult was it at the point where you completely lost your sight? Um, because I was, I was actually thinking about this yesterday. You know, being born blind is one thing. But having had, um, you know, um, the opportunity to see at some point in your life and then not being able to see, how difficult was that for you? Because we, at our school, what they would do, I went to a Catholic school, um, they 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 had a system where every every year they would have uh, eye doctors come to the school to check our eyes and they would tell you how far you are, you know, and all of that. So mid-high school, I started losing my sight bit by bit. and But it was okay because there were people who were already blind. It's like, oh, welcome to the new team. You know, everything, <laughs> everything was fine. You start bumping into doors, then you get used to it. it it's fine for me. The real wake-up call was when I went to university. When I came to Vets and I realized I'm in the minority. Like, you know, being a grain of sand in the, in, in the middle of um, seeds or a grain of salt. You know, mm. you know what I mean? So then I realized, I mean, in our residence, I remember during the orientation week, during my first year at varsity, I was the only blind one. And... People would, I, I don't know, maybe their house comms told each other that, hey, there's this new girl who has just come in, she's blind, and maybe the ladies at reception. Then people would walk into my room, hi, this is my name. If you need anything, we are around to help you. But most of them, because they were first years, they also had never met a blind person at, of their age having to do what they are doing. So we're all learning as we go along. They would ask me questions like, you don't mind. And I decided with myself, I'm going to ask, answer all the questions because just now people think they have to come and brush my teeth <laughs> and wash my hair. So, and then at least then in the second week, then I was told that's a, that, that there's a lady who is doing third year 
um, who was also blind in the same residence. So we got to meet, but it, it, it didn't take away the fact that I was already starting to make relationships with people who could see. Mm. And I had to learn to do things the way they do them. I had to learn... Not to, ex- I had to learn to know that you know what. Every now and then we have to go to parties. I mean, during the orientation week, we you know you go partying every night. They took me along, and and I what did you do enough. there? What? Were you dancing? Well, I mean, you know, can you dance, Roland? Yes, uh-huh. I, I haven't can. seen that yet. Yeah, you haven't you haven't gone <laughs> partying with me. I mean. Ask people who have been to parties with me. They tell. They will tell you. I'm not. I'm not the sitting down type and feeling sorry for myself. When the beat is good, the music is good. I stand up. Tata <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, and and, and, and just uh, going back to those vids days. Um, that transition from a school, you know, where your needs were catered to, mm. to going to uh, this massive institution, and as you say. Uh, during that year, you were the only blind student. I remember going to Vits, and in my first year, it was a shock to my system mm. encountering, um, you know, students with disabilities because these were things that uh, one was not confronted with during your schooling days. And they always asked us to come and read yes. for the blind students. Yes, at, at the disabled students' union. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So, 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 was that helpful? Because maybe it I was. read something for you. It, it, it was. Maybe you did, and I just didn't know you because you know we. we but I think the disabled students' union. I think it, the students' un, unit. It really. It was one place that helped me going at at vets, because I remember they would call you and tell you, uh, "Listen, now we've got your." your timetable in Braille, we've got this for you in Braille. And they really went all out to make it possible. I mean, just imagine having to ask my sociology lecturer, by the way, um, Professor Belinda Buzuri, she, mm-hmm. she's in Parliament now. She was my lecturer at first. Just imagine having to go to her. I don't need, you know, you don't even have the confidence to go and say, hi, I'm Rulani, I'm blind. When you write something on the chalk, can you please spell it because I'll be recording the lecture. You, you can't do that. You need someone... For who, who's been doing it for years? You know, people from the unit to come and help you out because you don't even have that confidence. You know what it's like in first year. We mm. all bury some of our questions. We all bury some of our comments. So it really helped me to get around. And, um, you know, clearly it all went uh, very well swimmingly because uh, you eventually managed to uh, graduate, move on to greater things. Uh, but um, a few steps back again and, and, and the family mm. and the inspiration mm. from the family. And, and uh, you've told me stories about your granddad. Oh, my granddad. I wish he was still alive. But, you know, I, I'm so glad that I started working on radio while he was still alive. And this is how he would always tell the story. Have you heard my granddaughter? She works on SAFM. I took her to school when she was four and a half years old. And she's the first daughter. She's the first daughter of my firstborn daughter. It was the story of his life. And I remember when I first graduated, um, uh, when after my second graduation from VETS, he was in hospital. He came to my first graduation. By the way, my grandfather insisted that he must take me to university. He had just retired as a teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he insisted, I'm taking you to university and I must make sure that you get a room. I'm not leaving until you have a room, Edwards. So that's the type of person that he was.
just retired, and but he wanted to take a trip to Joburg with me to make sure that I was fine. And he, he said one thing to me, you know, Rulani, now that you have graduated and you've got this degree and this higher education diploma, one thing you must always remember, I'm much more educated than you because <laughs> I'm the one who made it possible for you. So don't count me among the people, the people that you think you're more educated. <laughs> and for me... It, it's truth. It's, it's the truth, like, you know, because he has given me all that I have. He helped me. If it wasn't for him, I don't know where I would be. Oh. And then, and, uh, yeah, I guess that, that was a very special bond. But, um, you know, clearly the inspiration for you to uh, go and get a teaching qualification. Your grandfather was a teacher. Your mother is a teacher. Uh, so, so, uh, but what were you thinking? Did you ever, uh, you know, have any um, idea to actually go and practice, go into no. teaching? You, you know, you know, after I did my 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 my, my degree at VADS, you know, I measured I measured in English and sociology, and I did a lot of literature. So it wasn't. I said to my mom, I want to go back to university and do honors in sociology or in English. I don't want to be a teacher. It wasn't an option. And she says to me, no, Rulani, go get a higher education diploma. Just take a little break. It will take you a year. You know, when everything fails, you'll have something to fall back on. You know, uh, do something before you continue with your honors. And and then I said, fine, I'll just do it for you. I, I mean, I had to do practicals at two different schools and how and was that? Were, were those mainstream schools? or The first one was mainstream school. It was a local school at home. And my grandfather was already planning. You see, um, what we'll do next year, we'll get you a driver. We, we can take you to school. And after school, you come back home. And I'm like, hell no, no. That's not going to happen. <laughs> He's exp- he thinks he'll continue protecting me after this. And then the second one was uh, that I did at Philadelphia School for people with different disabilities in, in Pretoria, in Sushanguvi. That was two months, and that was also fun. And I, I really enjoyed standing in front of the class, but I told myself, this is not a, what I want to do. And by that time, I was already working at Voice of Vets. Mm. I was working on where I want to go behind my mom and my grand, and my granddad's wishes. And I remember when I got my... My, my letter of appointment from the SABC and I went into my grandfather's bedroom and I said to him, yeah, this is me. I'm going back to Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, but this is what I was busy talking to several schools. I'm like, yes, thank you. But I want to go back to Joburg and I want to be on the radio. I want to be a journalist and we will sort everything else out later. He was a bit disappointed. But the first time he had me on the radio, he would always, my grandfather was one of those people. He had his calendar. He didn't use a diary. He wrote things on his calendar. He would write 5 August, 5 to 7, um, Rulani on the radio doing a good story like this. Every time I went home, he would re- he would read it for me. When he had me on the radio, that's what he was that like. That is priceless. Yes. Um, did you keep some of those? No, I didn't. But I think my grandmother has got it because there's some big briefcase in my grandmother's bedroom where, where he's, she's kept everything about 
about my grandfather, all his records, and it should be there somewhere in the house. And musically, did he have any sort of influence over you? No, my grandfather. I keep on telling people at, at the dust that, you know, my grandfather's radio, it had to be on SAFM full time. <laughs> and if our radios that we used in the kitchen uh, maybe didn't have batteries or something happened and we had to switch on to other radio stations to listen to music, we forgot to switch back to SAFM. We all had to answer who did what and who, was, who switched on the dial to another station. He only listened to news. Like, you know, from 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock, that was my grandfather. And in the morning when he was getting prepared to go to school, he, he would listen to the news. In, at lunchtime on Sunday, 1 o'clock news after church, when he's having his lunch, he's listening to the news. In the evening, 6 o'clock news. So I grew up in a, in a home where I was like forced to know this radio station. Mm. And, and when I went to varsity, my friends were like, what? What is this station that you listen to? We never heard of. <laughs> I'm like, hey, guys, no, I don't know. My grandfather taught me to listen to this radio station. Well, and I think most of us can relate uh, to growing up with the news. I remember asking, now, why are we always listening to the news? Yes. Why are we always watching the news? Is there nothing other than the news? But this morning, mm. it's all about Rulani's story. Yeah, and and... And you know what he said to me? It's because I want you guys to learn English from the people who speak the language. So you must listen. You can't listen to your teachers and be guaranteed to learn the real English. You must listen to the people who speak it, who read it, who write it properly. So you need to get a good command of English. That's what he said. away the faster I will run you can deny me you can decide to turn your face away no matter causes something inside so strong I know that I Wrong so long, but that my pride was gone. Oh no, there's something inside so strong. Oh, something inside so strong. I hate to do that especially when a great song is playing. But uh, uh, Rulani, you were singing along to that Something Inside So Strong uh, that time by Kenny Rogers. Yeah, like the song? song, it motivates me. It it really does motivate me to know that, you know what, in all of us, there's something that will make you get where you want to be. When you're trying to do something and people are standing in your way, you must know you will. If you really want to be there, you will get there. And it really motivates me when times are tough. 
when I'm trying to get somewhere and it's a bit difficult, you know, not all mountains are easy to climb, but you just have to hold on there. So it, it's one of those songs that keeps me going. Well, you know, it's one of those interviews where you even forget to invite the listeners. But of course, the lines are open 0891104208. Speaking to our very own Rolani Baloy this morning. Uh, Matlati, good morning. Matlati Gallants. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning, Rulani. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to have used the airwaves, but I just wanted to say, when I first walked into the SAVC's big doors, Rulani was one of the first journalists that I found, and I was like those people who wondered how this blind person could actually have a crime story that be able to describe to you what is going on, be able to go to a court uh, process and be able to tell it to our listeners word by word what has happened. Her memory was just amazing where she could just dial one number twice and already she would know the number of her heart and she became my direction when I entered the SABC. <laughs> um, and I had to tell the story. I know she's going to kill me. You asked her about her dancing. Rulani <laughs> can dance. Huh? You know, one, <laughs> one time... <laughs> <laughs> one time, one time we went to a party in uh, Soweto, and there were these guys who were trying to hit on us and all of that, and we were trying to, you know, ignore them quite politely. But one of them came back to us and said, "Oh, you guys, this so much better than us. You are not talking to us." And said, "Look at this one. You know, she is so drunk; she can't even open her eyes." <laughs> and all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and all of us started laughing because we're running so comfortable about the fact that she can't see. And the guy wouldn't let it go. We're like saying to him, no, 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 it's not that she's drunk. It's because she really cannot see. And then she's like, and the guy turns around and says, you guys are all drunk. He's like, this, guy, this person cannot, <laughs> cannot see. You know, and eventually when they saw that she couldn't see, that's when the apology started. And she was all about... It's okay. I'm okay with it. Don't worry about it. But that is the kind of person that Rulani is. And the one more story that I just have to tell, it happened so many times with a lot of our new people that uh, joined the newsroom, and I understand it happened recently as well, where somebody would leave her a note. Yes! And there it is. There was also a reporter who went to court said, okay, here's a pen and paper, you take down the notes. And, and <laughs> we would all like crap up and just laugh and just laugh and just laugh. But I just want to take the opportunity to say to Rulani, thank you for being a great friend and thank you for showing us the ropes and leading us on for her passion for the newsroom and loving journalism. You know, a lot of things happened here because she was behind that desk. Masati Gallants, thank you so much for sharing that with us. But Masati Gallants revealed a few secrets before the break. We can't let you off the hook just yet. And then, and, 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 you know, she was talking about the issue of um, the notes that people leave you, mm-hmm. the handwritten notes. And the reason why people do that, um, Rulani, let me just inform you, is because I think, like me, they sometimes don't believe that you're really blind. Well, maybe you need a commission of inquiry. <laughs> it won't be judicial. You can get scientists. Maybe you must bring in scientists powered by the Department of Health, ophthalmologists, opticians, optometrists. 
Maybe. That's Who will head it up? Vabakshini Chetty Mala can head up the commission. I actually think that commission was my idea, wasn't it, last week? <laughs> what happened? The reason that I'm in the studio with Kirat is because we sit near Rulani. Kirat sits right next to her. I'm so Rulani's we felt, neighbor. We felt like we could provide some much-needed insight into the crazy going-ons of Rulani Below. Go for it, Kirat. What does she make you do? I'm Rulani's personal assistant, by the way, not just the newsreader. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, everything I've been asked to do. Check emails. She loves checking her Twitter followers. She loves Twitter. So please tweet Rulani. At Rulani Baloy. No, she, she loves you Twitter followers. And the next World War Three will break out between Rulani and myself. We're forever arguing over yes. stupid things. No? We never agree on anything. And that's what keeps the newsroom going. Yeah. You know, when you're working in the newsroom, peace won't get you anyway. It won't get you to your next bulletin. Rulani, why don't you say when you're working in the newsroom, pieces never there. We were so quiet this morning until you came along. Do you know that? No, but it's no fun when Rulani's it's not, not there. It's not fun. It's just... But then you know Rulani, she has such a good presence there with the team. It's and, amazing. And, and, and I must also just say, he's also the messenger because she commands him. him. Yes, I've been summoned to call Sakina to yes. Rulani. And this happens uh, regularly, rather regularly. Yeah. Go and call Sakina. And I was like, yes, Kirat, tell Rulani I'm coming. Because you can't say no once you've been summoned. No. Exactly. I just make the coffee every now and again. <laughs> yeah, V, when she sees, because I get stressed. You know, I'm normal. I'm human. You know, when when there are big stories on certain days, you've been in the office since 4 o'clock in the morning, around 9, and you're sitting like this. Everybody can see. And V will say, can I make you a cup of coffee? You know, we, we, we all are there for each other. Does she make good coffee, though? Very. Rulani, very you are lying. Good. <laughs> you don't drink coffee. You know what you drink so early in the morning. But we're talking about nine o'clock. <laughs> oh, are we talking? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on, Kat. Uh, what are you talking mm, about? So she no. What does she drink? She's an no. energy drink addict <laughs> to this one. Ah, Rulani. At four o'clock in the morning. You need the energy boost. I do. It's I do. too much. Uh, which which one? Which no, one? No, 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 no brand. We won't give okay. the brand away, but we'll just say. Uh, slap me a note. It, uh, it, uh, we just say it's not a monster. Actually, you guys, you've oh. got bulletins for nine o'clock. Oh, <laughs> so she's see, we've been summoned <clears throat> away already. Well, 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 you've been dismissed. We've been dismissed. Not by me, by Rulani. Right, Rulani. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Fine, bye, Rulani. But and but you know, Sakina, it is my colleagues, and everywhere I work. I, I'm so grateful that, you know, you get teams who don't judge you because you can't see and people want to work with you and allow you to do what you can and offer help where they think it's it's needed. Because a lot of people with disabilities, they still struggle with issues of being accepted by their peers or by people who are supposed to report to them or are supposed to be guided by them. And I'm grateful for SABC radio news team. Absolutely. But you make it easy, Rulani, I must just say. Rulani, that was so sweet. Yes. Please be like that more often. <laughs> I will be. <laughs> I am. I go home and I thank God for all of you guys. Oh, thank you, Rulani. And uh, before we all start crying, let's go to the lines. 891 Good morning. Good morning, my sister. Good morning, sister Rulani. Hi, Timba. 
Yes, I don't have exact words to coin what I feel and grasp about your achievements because each time when I see people like you, my heart sings the song of gratitude and harm a chorus of humility for God because people who are so-called disabled like you, my sister, have outperformed, outclassed, just trembled over us and all what we're trying to do, we as able-bodied, it just can taken into meaninglessness. This reminds me of people who have gone before you on us and who are still alive. People like Obabo Pastumdange, mm. Mr. Steve Kekane, who is a lawyer by profession today. I'm reminded of Ray Charles when he was still alive and blind at an early age, while he was venting the piano. His friends were laughing at him. And the only person who gave him self-confidence, as your grandfather did, was his mother, who said, you are blind, not stupid. You have lost sight, not blind. Secondly, I would like to know, what are the most difficulties you have experienced as a journalist and uh, a female, as your eyesight is not well? Lastly, what advice can you give to people who are able-bodied, but they can't realize a sea of opportunity which is surrounding them. Thank you, may God bless you. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Timber, you want to respond to Timber? Yeah, I just want to say that, um, quite honestly, we all have a disability in us, and you can't judge someone because of their disability and you think you are better. You might be missing a good friend, you might be missing a good colleague by especially people in HR. People in HR don't want to take responsibility for saying we gave this person an opportunity. People want the easy way. I mean, I get calls from big uh, recruitment agencies asking me if I don't know of any people with disabilities who are looking for jobs in call centers. I remember when I was young, my, my friend's mother used to say to her, why don't you get Rulani a job as a switchboard operator at the hospital or wherever close by? And my mom would say, I'm going to tell Rulani. She doesn't want to do that. She wants to go to university. Not everybody wants easy things. Not People want to go where they want to be happy. And I want to say to people who are not disabled, allow us, work with us. Don't put me in a position and say, let's see how she fails. Because sometimes people will put you in a position and they expect you to fail. So... Mm. Let's give each other a chance. And we, we, as, as we have to be team players. On my own, I can't do it. Even you on your own, you can't do it. Some people have a, have a disability of forgetting. People can't even remember who was the last person they spoke to. You go out on a story and you come back, you forgot what's the MEC's last name. You know what I mean? If because you forgot to write it down, that now you have to Google, by the way, who's the minister of whatever. So it's, it's little things like those that make people think that they are better. And we're all the same. We all have something where you need other people to strengthen you. Absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, speaking about that, here's a tweet from uh, Leonard R. Browns. He says, please ask Rulani, uh, what is her view on legislation that would force government to make provision for uh, disabled people? I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing that that uh, there must be laws which compel companies to employ people with disabilities. At the same time, it, it's, it shouldn't just be a law and people shouldn't just be put in offices and left there so that people should meet their 
disability, disability employment quotas. You need to put people in places where you'll have them to perform. I mean, when during my first when I first started at the SABC, within a week, my computer had a voice synthesizer. You can't employ someone and in six months they still can't work. Mm. You, you, you know, do something because you believe in it. Don't do something because government wants you to do it. And make time to know a person with a disability. Just because I'm blind, it doesn't mean I need a wheelchair at the airport. You know, I can walk. <laughs> you know, never assume. Get to know the person. I don't mind walking on stairs. You know, I, I don't mind jumping over whatever. You, you know, get to know me before you assume that you're employing me. You need a ramp. I actually like working on stairs. It's good exercise. Uh, uh, Rolani, you're cracking me up. Let's go back to the lights. Flora and Naturina, good morning. Oh, yes. Hello, uh, everybody. I think um, Sakina knows by now that I like her a lot. I love your voice. And mine tends to be so big, people (laughs) think I'm a man. (laughs) I met Flora. I remember you, too. I I always tell you that I like you because the the problem of not telling people you like them is that they forget. So I don't want you to to forget, although you don't know me. Well, I used to work for the SAB. I know you. Yes, but I don't, my darling. But Mm. I I will know you. Don't worry. I'll come just for you. Don't worry. Mm. Uh, Rulani Valoy is the love of my life. I love Rulani because when we worked at the SABC as journalists, go first floor, Hopula Rulani. Yes. Your I, I used to work with you. I'll hold you because I wanted to know you. When you talked now, that people must get to know you. I was close to you. I was close to your body because I wanted to understand you as a person, mm. not as a disabled person, but as a person. And what I saw about you showed me that as you said right now, no person on earth, I don't care how beautiful you are or how intelligent, we all have a disability. And until people grasp that, we will keep missing the mm-hmm. fact that we are all the same. Even if Mutupesha Fati doesn't have feet to walk, is still the same human being. So what I want to say is that, yes, my dear, uh, you are Rulani Baloi. We used to walk hand in hand, go first floor. We were both journalists. Um, you were smart. Uh, Rulani is very, very smart people. Let me tell you, she is very, very, mm-hmm. very smart. She's smarter than most people realize. Mm-hmm. As somebody who worked with her every day for at least for one and a half years, I know this. She's very intelligent and she cares so much for people. For you people who think maybe she cares much because she's on radio on TV, I saw this personally. She cares for people. And this is very good because... Uh, most people don't think journalists can be good people. They think you're out to get them, you're waiting to see who they're sleeping with, and then you dash to the, <laughs> p- the papers. Rulani is a good measure of what a journalist can be, because there are so many journalists I lose count that are so good people, just like Rulani. But this one is a really special person to me, uh, to my heart, because, uh, as I said, I used to work with her. Um, yeah. Just a little... Um, Advice on energy drinks, my love, <laughs> but I don't want your heart to stop. <laughs> uh, uh, they're very good. Ne? Now I don't take them because I've got a lot of energy naturally. I, I'm very hyper. Yeah, yeah you must share those uh, uh, tips. Uh, please tweet Rulani, um, uh, Flora, and everybody else <laughs> at Rulani One Baloy. You know, you heard she loves Twitter. So please, I'm trying to send back those messages and, you know, uh, give you her uh, Twitter.
handle. So please tweet her with whatever tips you may have. Let's go to Mahi King. Itumeleng, good morning. Itumeleng? Hello? Hi. No, it's Manon. Oh, uh, apologies there. <laughs> We're on another line. Manon, no, okay. that's fine. That's fine. I do understand. No, I just want to uh, also, you know, put in my little bit with Rulani. Um, maybe she won't remember me. She worked for SFM in tune. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I, I remember everybody. You she see? doesn't forget. You she see? doesn't forget. You're a star. You're a star. Rulani, I just want to add to, um, you know, I don't want to repeat what other people are saying, but yes, what what all of them are saying is very, very kind and very true. Um, you know, Rulani remembers how to pronounce names, never mind, you know, from which culture or a group you come from. And we, when we arranged this, this youth program, she wanted to review books with young children, and her passion was with young children during the youth program. And I arranged two um, a, bro- a brother and a sister, and they were twins, and they came into the studio, and they, w- the one's name was Kiashin, who was the boy, and the brother, and the sister was Kiashni. And when I gave the names to Rulani, she only asked me once, and I tell you what, she pronounced their names like butter through a knife. You know, it was, it was so amazing. Uh, and even the twin brother and sister was sort of gobsmacked, amazed that Rulani's on Braille and she remembers the names and she remembers what they were doing and all that kind of stuff. So Rulani, I want to say you shine, continue to shine, girl. That's um, how I can put it. Oh, thank you, Manon. Yeah. Thank you so much, Manon. Um, Lovely. Thank you. Bye. <clears throat> thank you. Um, Kensani is in Mondio. Good morning, Kensani. Hi, hi, Sakina. First time caller, but a regular listener to SAFM. Thanks I'm for calling. Welcome. Now. <laughs> I'm actually trembling now because I'm not used to talking on these public platforms. But And um, I don't like following celebrities. But hey, I had to call Roland. When I heard she was on this show today, I said, there's no way I don't need to call. Indeed, it's Paris now. And... With no sight, uh, speaking to Kensali, we attend the same church. Yes, the, yes, the I know line. you. We, we go to the same church, and we had a conversation after church on Sunday. Yeah, we usually have conversation, but what continue to struck me, Sesirulan, is I don't remember any closest conversation with you. But what really shocked me was every time you know when you go out and you're greeting people after church, mm-hmm. you're able to hear my voice and you say hi, Sesir Kensali. And I bet in church that people will see me every day with no sight, but I don't think they know my name. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I've learned humility from you, and then you, it has really humbled me as well. Uh. And then keep it up, and may God continue to bless you. And then you remember our last chat about how uh, God's time works. Exactly. That was a very, very beautiful conversation. Thank you very much, Sis Kansani. I hope to see you on the 19th at church. <laughs> thanks okay, so much. keep well then. And, okay. God bless and, keep the oh, and thanks for calling in. And okay, that, then thanks. Mm. Yes. That was Kensani, and everybody wants to talk to you this morning and um, sending in their messages as well. Um, uh, Jane says, great interview with uh, Rulani, many thanks. Another one says, so nice to hear from a well-educated, nice person on radio. Makes a break from a lot of uneducated, myopic politicians. Lucky in Durban says, what is Rulani's view on the employment of people with disabilities? I think she answered that. Um, It pains me to see people with disabilities, with degrees, and they... uh, continue to be unemployed mm-hmm. and then um toko in uh, Kokstad says uh, rulani story uh, inspires me 
I can't get enough of it. I wish to meet her someday. Um, and hopefully you will. Here's a secret. I want to find out more about this. Um, this one from Brenda, Phyllis and Vernon. You remember them? <gasps> yes, during my first year. We were all first year at Verds and Sunnyside, res- Sunnyside Residence. And they are some of the people who would knock at my door and got to meet me. I remember those three, you know, you remember so that. much love. Uh, uh, and they remember you too. They say you rocked, but you were very naughty. Well, that's what student university life is about. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you know, being in high school, being naughty will get you into detention or into whatever. But at university, you can be naughty. All right, and a few others here. Um, Lauren says, uh, Sakina, I love Rulani. As a result, I named my lovely daughter after her. You see, I always say to my pregnant colleagues, call your child Rulani, and they say, no way in this world. <laughs> so, at <laughs> least, you, so at least Lauren's did. Yes. Um, Tiger from Asimula says, Rulani, you are an inspiration. Keep it up and congratulations on the proposal. There are a few other proposals here. It's just that I can't keep up. Um, uh, but I'll forward them to Rulani, <laughs> all her proposals. And um, I, I guess, you know, the message that keeps coming through is what an inspiration you are. Sigin Randberg says, you know, you actually make us feel inferior by comparison. Um, that's just how wonderful you are. But the the, the, the book story, you like crime stories I d- and I you've a- got me hooked on it now sure you know when i get into exclusive books they always say to me oh yeah they know what i'm looking for somebody will walk with me over to the audio section and say oh with, oh we've got a new thriller they already know cresta and hyde park that's where i buy most of my books my audio books and it's maybe started when i was a crime reporter you know and it never went away and you know, sometimes it's nice to get out of your own little real world, forget about life. And it takes me away. I want to know. I want to I, I want to be entertained. I want to have questions. I, I want that living. I want everything that's out of the ordinary. And you always never know who's the real killer until the end. Yeah. And um, so I have to come and report back, you see, because she comes and she says, Sakina. This this one. Yes. You, you're going to like this one. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're, they're very nice books. In I love way. them. You, you do. Have I, I, I really enjoy them. And um, it's made me somewhat antisocial. My kids don't love you for it. Uh, but I do. No. But you know what? We, we, we all have to read. Especially if we're working in the media. We have to read. We have to understand different styles of writing. We have to understand. I always teach that in my next life, I want to be a forensic crime investigator wow. i mean with, with, with the oscar trial and for pe- for a lot of people it was the first time they got exposed to what a, a real cr- trial is like and for mm. me it was like there's nothing new i've been there before done it understood it and everything else but it's a very unique and different world scary at times though well, we've only managed to scratch the surface, but, um, you know, people absolutely loved you this morning. Tons of messages, and I'm going to forward them to you. Uh, Rulani1 at uh, uh, Rulani1 Baloy is her Twitter handle. Please, people, 
tweet, Rulani. She loves tweets. And <laughs> Rulani, I must just say thank you so much for coming in on your day off. This is how much I care about you, Sakina. Oh, thank you and, so much. And thank you very much for inviting me to share with you. I just want to say to the listeners, when everything else fails you, you must know that your mind will never fail you. And always just keep focus. That's what I do. I know my mind never fails me. Absolutely. And, and and thank you so much for, you know, responding so warmly to our uh, guest this morning, Rulani Baloy. And uh, yeah, it's made it all worthwhile. Rulani Baloy, back on Monday, are you? Yes, back on Monday, 4 o'clock. You'll find 4 o'clock. Here. I shall not come and see what you're drinking, uh, but uh, I'll see you here well, bright well, and early. Well, well I'm, being, I'm going through a rehab process. I'm getting out of there. Oh, great I've stuff. been off it for a week. Ah, yes. yeah, well done. Yes. So we'll keep track of your progress in that regard. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Rulani Baloy. Thank you so much to all of you who wrote in, who called in and uh, just uh, participated so wonderfully as you always do. And to the production team, everybody have yourself a fantastic weekend.